tonight you know pete every time we play our intro you get into it you just you're rocking and rolling in i'm there. a sports fan i'm you, always you into and it don't you love that chris, i love it chris who used to be our engineer put that together the voice is my son ryan okay okay but he put that together the ball the baseball thing and then we've got the song mercy me new lease on life and it just fits really it good, does it does definitely it? fits yeah yeah i really yeah. like that and chris is a baseball fan so he oh definitely gosh. is the he, guy to go to with the was. baseball stuff the but. whole idea of the name and everything was my son ryan who, nice. did, who did the you know your son's a smart guy yeah he's a cool guy yeah so there you go and that's why go. you're so smart uh, that's where he gets it from oh yeah uh-huh. there you go all right, I am Mama Mac, and I am sitting right here with Dr. Angel Falzoni, the famous Dr. Angel. And sometimes I forget to tell people just how famous you are, because you really are. <laughs> see? See? There's your fan base. Look at this. It's crazy. Uh, Dr. Angel, Ph.D., licensed mental health counselor. For as young as you are to be all of that, you are an amazing person. And a wealth of information. And we now in our fourth year on this show are imparting that wisdom week after week in practical ways. What is this show all about, Go Yard? Well, this show is about hitting the home runs in life. And, you know, right. not just living, not just existing. Right. But doing it with passion. Yes. Doing it with purpose and doing it well. Right. So making the most of those situations in our lives. We have three years on file now of absolutely amazing shows. Most of them are right here on podcast, tantalknetwork.com. Go to podcast, go to Go Yard. You can find them. A lot of them are on our website with titles, which that's a good idea, don't you think? Why? It's a great idea because it, it gives them a, an idea of what that show is going to be about, you know, and when we, we pick a topic and we talk about it. It's not going to relate to everyone who's listening, but life happens. And all exactly. of a sudden, that show on anxiety or that show on relationships or that show on parenting may now be important to you. And you exactly. can go back and reference that for free. For free. For free. So our website for this show is www.goyard2014, because that's the year we began, September of 2014, goyard2014.org. It's an O-R-G, dot O-R-G. And so you can go there and find them by title. We have series. It, when we started this show, we had no idea we would be doing a lot of series. It just has worked out that way because so often we have so much more to say than one hour can contain, correct? Well, and it's true. And, you know, on a lot of topics, I mean, if we just had one show on a topic, it would just be very surface and not a real tool. And right. the whole purpose of this is to give our listeners those tools that they need to get through or to do it better or to empower themselves. And so it happens in a bunch of series. It does. And, you know, we want you to encourage people, friends, relatives, whatever. Hey, go listen to these shows. They'll help you. Uh, because so often we have been hearing counselors listen some of your own counselors listen some of them even recommend our shows homework assignment for their patients for their patients so that's pretty cool so uh, goyard2014.org org go there and you can find them by titles and uh, so we are in our trauma series that we didn't even know we were going to be in when we began this over a month ago uh, we just went through hurricane irma uh, the weekend of September 9th and 10th, 11th, 12th, whatever, that whole weekend, long days, many days, no power, long time. Anyway, but we did a show the Thursday night before this thing hit, and it was show one in this series, and it was preparing for trauma or whatever, preparing for... Life's unexpected. Yeah. Things that have happened that we can't... Exactly. Expect sometimes. So we did that, and then it just kind of boomeranged, and here we are in our fourth show of this series, which is Rebuilding After Trauma. Absolutely, and that can be just rebuilding after a difficult 
experience rebuilding after a natural disaster, right. rebuilding after a national fear, like what just what happened in Las Vegas this week. Oh, horrible. And how horrific yes. that act is, yes. but it impacts us everywhere. It does. I wanted to talk about that because that is a trauma that has affected not just our nation, but around the world because communication is so good. And I, actually, our nation has more of these kind of mass shootings, from what I hear, uh, than most other countries in the world, correct? Yes, we do have quite a bit of that. Yes, we have. There's a lot of that going on. And because this was such a horrific event, so many were traumatized, and not just people that were there or people that were affected and lost a, a friend or family member, but all of us watching this. It is horrific to watch mass murder absolutely, uh, and know that this is happening in our country, isn't it? It is, and it's so much it's a cultural trauma because where's the next target? Who's the next? Oh. I mean, a church the week before in Nashville, Tennessee was a, a target of a, a shooting, and then we hear this mass one in Vegas, and, you know, it's almost like what's safe, what's not safe. I mean, these people were minding their business, attending a music concert, something exactly. so many of us do all the time right. and never would have crossed their mind that it could become such a tragic evening for them. And for us and our, you know, living in our culture and our society, it's that fear that kind of is real. Like there's yes. real evidence to back up, you know, is this going to happen again? And, and is it going to, is it going to be me? That's not right. safe. Um, and so it definitely, I've seen a lot more fear and anxiety, even from clinicians just processing and talking about their feelings about that event, um, because it's real. Well, just, you know, innocent people out for a good time. I remember about right. a year ago, the Pulse in Orlando, the nightclub shootings, and just how horrific that whole thing was. And and the same type of thing, people not suspecting, not knowing that that night might be their last night on this earth. And, and so it makes death more of a reality, I think, for a lot of people. And that is traumatizing. Absolutely. Because, I mean, our, our natural... Our natural thinking is, oh, we're going to all grow old to, you know, reach 95 or whatever. But in the day and age that we live in, it's not necessarily the case. And in the day and age that we live in, you we can make all the right choices, eat the right food, be safe, yes. have those precautions. Yes. And going through everyday life can bring on a tragedy like this. So it kind of brings that vulnerability that we have like right in front of our eyes. And which brings us to PTSD, which post-traumatic stress syndrome is a reality and is something that is true, correct? It is very true, um, and it's funny that you brought that up because most people still highly associate it with military. Right. Um, yeah. It was research based out of uh, military, and people, I was just talking to a group of just people at a party, and they're like, oh, well, PTSD can only happen if you've been in the service. No. And I'm like, absolutely not. If no. you've had any experience in which you felt fear and helplessness, that is a trauma that can induce PTSD symptoms where you may have nightmares and difficulty falling asleep. You may feel edgy. You may feel jumpy. You may, you know, have panic attacks, Absolutely. all kinds of stuff. And, and some of, I was talking to somebody the other day that said that Hurricane Irma had done that for them and that they still felt unsettled. Uh, our, our dear friend Enrique that has the radio station in, in Puebla, Mexico that we sponsor he lived through that earthquake a couple weeks ago and he's still jittery and still feels he lays down and he still feels the trembling, you know, and feels like, what if it's starting again? And so I think these are all real fears that happen as a result of this chaotic trauma that happens in this day and age from time to time. Absolutely. And I mean, if we just go back a couple of months, just go back to September, you know, late August, I mean, it was natural disaster with a hurricane hitting yes. Texas, natural disaster with one hitting Florida, natural disaster with one hitting Puerto Rico and the islands. You know, now we have two back to back, you know, shootings of people just totally unexpected. It's been kind of a steamroll for just really as a culture. Yes, it has. And so... Dear ones, if you're ex you have experienced trauma and you're still kind of in shock and edgy and anxious, welcome to the club. <laughs> it's normal feelings, it's and normal, I think that right? I, we can't get that message across enough because people start feeling like, "Am I going crazy? What's wrong with me? Why is this happening? Why can't I remember where I've left my keys? Or why did I forget something I do all the time?" And it's because your brain isn't allowing you to. Those are real feelings for that 
abnormal experience. There are normal feelings you're going through. Exactly. Um, the, the key is we don't want to get stuck there, but it takes time for our bodies and our brains to recover. And last week we talked about, or two weeks ago, recovering from trauma. Tonight mm-hmm. is rebuilding for after trauma because it is a process to get back to that place of more stability, I suppose, Absolutely. and less anxiety. And, and here's the thing that's kind of not fair is that trauma can happen in an instant and your life can be totally changed upside down in a moment. Right. But rebuilding can take a long time. I saw Gabby Giffords, you know, that I guess she's not a congressperson anymore. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, House of Representatives. The Arizona. That, yes. yes. She was shot, what, two or three years ago? In the head. Yeah, in the head. And she uh, made a declaration on TV yesterday about gun violence and so forth and calling for the laws to be changed. But you could tell as she spoke, it was it had still affected her. She still speaks slowly purposefully, et cetera, you know. I mean, she's still affected by the brain damage that happened to her, and it's affected her whole life. And so, you know, don't beat yourself up out there, dear one, if you've been traumatized lately by all of this stuff, or perhaps you were in a bad accident or you lost a loved one very suddenly. That is very traumatizing when somebody close to you, maybe isn't even ill and drops dead of a heart attack or whatever. These are trauma events. Getting a, an unexpected medical diagnosis, yes. uh, have, getting served with divorce papers or finding your loved ones ready to move on. Like These are also traumatic experiences that can have all that same impact. And so many of us, like that's real. That's the yes. nitty gritty of life. Yes. And um, one of the important components to remember when we've had that experience is that that event does not define our life. Explain that. So oftentimes when people have had those super traumatic experiences um, that are horrific and it, they could be an, a victim of violence or a victim of abuse or anything, that that moment now becomes how they see themselves completely. Oh, I see what you're saying. And because a lot of times it, it draws attention, that, that trauma, that event draws attention to your life. And sometimes people negatively milk it. For more attention, possibly. Or they just get stuck there. Or they get stuck there. Absolutely. And And they can't seem to get off of that merry-go-round. Right. And that's their whole way they see the world. Um, You know, and and it doesn't have to define you. It's an experience in your life. It is not the entirety of your life. Even the the senator who was shot in the head, her life is going to be totally different. She will probably never be who she was before that event. But that event does not define her life. Right. She still has opportunities to define it in different ways yes yes so as we go through tragedy or trauma and we begin to rebuild our lives we've got to realize it's a long process don't you think doctor it doesn't happen overnight the event happens usually very quickly and suddenly can't uh, a lot of times it can yes but the rebuilding takes time And, and for some people it can take a lot of time depending on what they're rebuilding from um but there is a rebuilding process, and that's the hope yes. that we can rebuild. Our new normal may be a new normal. We may not get back what we had before the event, but we can learn to find contentment and happiness in, in a new way of life or a new normal for ourselves. Right. Um, and don't you think some people, when they go through some traumatic thing, they may blame themselves, let's say, a traffic accident and they were driving, for instance, or, you know, some some event, you know, or maybe they, they feel like they precipitated this series of events, okay? And it is, I, a few years ago, I had to minister into a family where the grandmother had backed over a grandchild in a driveway and killed that little girl. And that was one of the hardest ministry times for me because you cannot say uh, it's okay that that happened. Right. There's ne- you're never going to be able to say that. But you have to look at that situation and, and, and draw something from it, maybe just the fact that God's going to strengthen you and help you get through it. But that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I bet. And, you know, life. Life can get tough. And, you know, and that's where some people sometimes get stuck when it comes to those events, those really negative traumatic events is that they are in the self-condemnation cycle. That's what I meant. They're blaming themselves. If I did this different, the guilt, the shame, the condemnation, and they're, they're constantly like feeling like I have to go through the rest of my life putting myself down for that one moment in time. Right. 
And, and we don't have to do that. No, in fact, you have to move on. Yes. And you have to quit dwelling on it. But I think a lot of people have a hard time rebuilding after trauma because they keep dwelling on it. They keep thinking it over, over and over again. If I had just not gone out the d- the door that day, if I had just not, you know, driven the car that day, whatever the case may right. be. They ruminate. They ruminate. That's a good way to put it. And just going over and over those details. Why did I do that? I, you know, beating yourself up. They do. And one, I think one of the starting places for rebuilding after trauma is to stop doing that. You have, yes. And that's, you can't rebuild until we've stopped that self-condemnation. Right. And we need to be able to process the event. We need to be able to, and whatever that looks like for you, it doesn't mean you have to sit down at a therapist's office and go through every horrible detail of that event to process it. You just, by processing it, you know, we're recognizing, yeah, this crappy event happened. Yeah, I feel angry. I feel mad at myself. I feel shame. I feel whatever you feel recognize those feelings you're they're okay to have those feelings and then we kind of move on from that process don't you think forgiveness is huge in something like this in a trauma where the person maybe that has done something unwittingly didn't intend to do it whatever but a horrible tragedy evolved don't you think they have to forgive themselves oh my goodness yes they have have to to let it go and you know, really just, okay, I didn't mean to do this. I forgive myself for this happening. You know, don't you think that's a big part of self-forgiveness is really part of that processing of that experience and even kind of constructive reflection of, Mm -hmm. was there something I could have done to prevent that? There you go. Constructive reflection. Yeah. And not to take on a judgment because we're not wanting to judge ourselves. We are the worst critics of ourselves. We are constantly, (laughs) we already are holding the gavel over our, ourselves and, and condemning ourselves. But let's look at it constructively, reflecting on, could I have done something different? Mm-hmm. And how do I implement that in my life going forward? Right, exactly. What can I learn from this? And I just want to throw this in for our people out there that are believers in God. I've found through years of counseling and ministry that sometimes people have to forgive God that he allowed that thing to happen. Oh, that's a big one, especially for people of faith, because, you know, believing God is all loving and all knowing. Well, then how did he let this happen? And going through that, they're mad at him. They go through that whole stage of grief just with God. Then they do them with themselves. And, you know, and so there's a lot of processing that happens. I've ministered to several people that had a bad uh, physical diagnosis like cancer. And then it, it was turned on. How could God do this to me? Which, you know, we live in a world where there is disease, you know, God doesn't do that to you. It's not punishment. But a lot of people don't understand that. And so even a tragedy, Mm -hmm. some something like a car accident or whatever, uh, people can think perhaps, well, I that happened to me because I've been so bad. I've done this. I've done that. And no, and things happen because we live in a world where things yes, happen. That's right. And you know, and you have to be kind of careful too what kind of faith group you align with because some that's faith right. groups will feed that. Yeah, yes. that's because you know you're sinful or you made that mistake, and they'll feed that condemnation. And you know, and Bible even says God is not about condemnation. No, he's not. And so be careful of where you're aligning those beliefs right. and that condemnation because it's not a spiritual component that we should be doing. It is not a healthy mental health component we should be doing. So I think what we're saying here as we begin to this show today and kind of, gosh, begin, we're halfway through it almost, (laughs) is that we have to learn to take care of ourselves, you know, because part of taking care of yourself is acknowledging, okay, that was horrible. I wish it had not happened, but I didn't mean to do it. I've got to let... I've got to forgive myself or I've got to forgive God or some other person involved in that situation. I've got to forgive so that I can begin to heal. Self-care is not an option. It's a must if you're going to move forward. You can't recover without it because, first of all, when you're sitting in all that negative feeling and those Mm -hmm. negative experiences, you're zapping your strength. It's just like you're just sending it out of your body. and You need a lot of strength to rebuild and self-care replenishes that for you. So self-care, let's talk about that a minute, uh, doctor, before we get here to the 630 time. Um, It's so important that we realize when we are experiencing trauma to the point that it is Mm self-destructive, it is keeping us up at night, it is giving us nightmares, it is causing us to be grouchy and angry and, and depressed and anxious, 
we almost become strangers of ourselves yes. when we're going through that. And we don't even recognize that that's happening. And so it's good to take those moments. And first part of self-care is just be patient with yourself. Okay, that's good. It's okay. Number one, be patient be with yourself. Be patient with yourself. We're going to make mistakes as we're even rebuilding. You know, we're going to be forgetful. And let's just be patient and say, okay, I'm going to accept that. Take time out. Do those things that feed you, whatever it is that feeds you. If it's going for a walk, if it's going to a, you know, the beach or a park or what feeds you, what fills you? Is it a friend or a relationship that you can just feel connected to and start feeding some right. of that strength back into you? But taking and not going out with your friend to talk about the trauma experience. No, no. Or even the rebuilding, but just to have that connection time. So connection with nature, which God created. So all of that for me, going to the beach, it does that for me. And I'm able to be quiet and not talk and just listen, you know, and feel the wind or feel the sun, whatever. That helps me as I begin my process when when I've gone through difficult times. You know, just that quiet time. Absolutely. It could be putting on a silly, funny movie. (laughs) <laughs> and taking that two hour break of just not having silliness that fill stress, right? Silliness. Laughing a little bit. Those yes. are great moments to start feeding yourself. It could be putting on a, just a great playlist of positive music that lifts you up. Um, it doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't have to take a lot of effort, but it's really important we do those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and basically change your environment a little bit, yes. right? Self-care has a lot to do when we are coming out of depression or trauma is to not sit in the same chair forever and or lay down on the couch and make it your home for 18 weeks because you can't get up party at all. You know, it's it's a matter of changing that uh, position. Don't you think you do need to change? You need to change your, your position, your stimulus, what's around you. And even when you don't feel like it, you need to try and do it. You need to push yourself to, I'm going to go out and get the mail today, or I'm going to, you need to push yourself to do self-care. Sometimes it feels like what you went through has zapped everything you have in your body. Absolutely. And don't you think a lot of people that are traumatized basically become hermits for a while? I've seen this. Oh, that's a very common response where they just kind of suck in and they close everyone out. And that's when you need people the most. Right. That's when you need your loving, caring, supportive friends and family to, you know, come and just be with you sometimes or just take you take you away and have a cup of coffee and, and look at the birds and right. see something different. Absolutely. Very good points. We want to invite you to call in. We're right here live in the studio as we usually are on Thursday night. And you can call in at 727-441-3000. And our engineer, Pete, will answer the phone if you have a question or a comment during the second half of the show. 727-441-3000. This is Megan an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. I can weather the storm. Never say die. I've been down this road before. I'll never quit. I'll never lay down. Mm-hmm. See, I promised myself that I never let me down. Great song. Never give up. Never give in. Never give up. Never give in. That's it. 
Great songs you picked today, Doctor. It's about rebuilding. It's about and rebuilding. You know, there is two songs to add to your rebuilding library that right. you need that encouragement. Exactly, because so often we do want to give up when we we've do. been totally traumatized. We, we definitely feel that way. I can't imagine what those dear, dear people in Puerto Rico are feeling now, looking at the remnants of their lives and their homes and everything. And, um, you know, it's, you know, trauma like this is life-changing so oh, often. absolutely it's life-changing. Um, that's what makes it such an impact on, on everything in us. And it is life-changing, and I don't want to take and minimize that. Right. Yeah, it, it is. Your life may never look like it did before that right. event. But it doesn't mean you can't still have a great life and right. you can't move forward. And so often I think we just need to take time to have patience with ourselves, and it may take time to come out of some of the stressors that we've just been through um and we want to remind you folks if you want to call in ask a question comment here feel free to use our number right here 727-441-3000 and also uh we always encourage you to send comments emails to uh our email address goyard2014 at gmail.com especially questions for our question and answer shows we're going to do but you can always do that or text during the show to 727-888-4171 i have my cell phone right here i'll be happy to look for your at your text and we can ask dr angel about that so that's ways for you to contact us right here right now during the show back to having patience with ourselves why is that so important well, because it takes time. Yes. It takes time. And and rebuilding takes time. Recovering takes time. And that patience, we will allow ourselves that time and that freedom. It's not going to just, Rome wasn't built in a day and rebuilding isn't going. And we're going to want to be further down the road than we are. And we're going to feel frustrated. And so just write the word patience. Be patient right. with me and, and read that to yourself because it's going to take that reminder all the time to have that patience because we're just that culture of I got to get it done I got to have it now I got to have it now I got to do this I got to do that and when you're talking about rebuilding you have right. to recover and then you have to start working on your resources and making those plans of rebuilding but you can't make a plan when you're in the middle of all this negative feeling and negative thinking and so, so the, the negative thinking is really toxic isn't it when it you're is. trying to recover and you're not even going to be able to get to recovery efforts while you're still in that you're at least not effectively Okay, can you give us an example of negative thinking that people might be uh, experiencing after some particular trauma? Oh, well, the victim mentality is a big one. Oh, yeah. Where And people get stuck, parked there, and live out their lives in that mentality. Yes. And, it's, oh. and live it over and over again, the tragedy or whatever the case may be. Right, and, you know, true, traumas do put us in a victim state, but we don't right. have to park and camp and live there. We do have power. We may not have control over everything we thought we did, and trauma challenges our, our feeling of we thought we had control, and now we just learned we didn't, and that's what the trauma is about. Right, yeah. But we aren't a victim mentality where we need to park. We had a negative experience, but I can take my strength, and I can move forward with that. And don't you think that life is full of times that we wish hadn't happened, things that we wish had not happened, right? We can look back on them and go, oh, wow, if that hadn't happened, I might be doing this or, you know, whatever. But when we get stuck is what you're talking about, that victim, and, and we let it take over our life, not right. just look at one event and say, I wish that hadn't happened. It becomes a mindset, don't right. you think? And so what we do is we set ourselves, we take, what we do is set our power aside and just let life continue to happen to us. And so then it's people almost like are, we welcome tragedy, yeah. welcome problems. Yeah. It's like we put a sign in front of our house. Please, you know, be mean to me. Please take advantage of me. Yeah, Please. abuse me. Exactly. And that's what we're expecting from everyone. Right. And so we accept it. And then we're, yeah, life is bad when you're getting, feeling like people are using you and taking advantage of you and everything negative is happening. So we got to stop that negative thinking. And the first way we do it is take our power. Right. And start using that to self-talk. Like, I, I can do this. Yeah, this does stink, but I have strength. I have friends. I have support. I have I have a lot. I have power. Exactly. How about the person that's newly divorced or maybe a year or two and goes out on a date and sits there and just totally talks about the ex-spouse 
and all the awful things that happened, and they're still living there. That happens. I oh know my people goodness, yes. that have been on dates like that, and they listen to all this, and it's like, uh, wow, this person hasn't recovered at all or moved forward. You know, maybe it's been 10 years ago, and they can still tell you every awful thing that person did to them. Um, yeah, it's called parking and camping and dwelling uh, it, and okay. victim mentality. And that's parking exactly and camping and dwelling. Okay. That's exactly what it looks like. Yes. You know, when you're moving through and, you know, you, there is the freshness, there is the letting, you know, the healing happen. But as you're healing, it's like cutting yourself. You know, you see the scab form. It's still sore and tender. And if you poke the scab, it'll still bleed while you're healing. But once you start healing that, and in 10 years, you definitely should have a lot of healing happening. Right. You can look at it and say, yeah, I remember when that happened, but it do- it doesn't hurt. In fact, the skin yeah. around it usually grows tougher. Right. Right. And so we can recognize it without all those negative feelings and all those painful hurts. We can see it for what it was and that look where I am now. But so many people that have been divorced, okay, and, and I've talked to many, many through the years, they're still living back there in that that tragedy, whatever happened, cheating on them or whatever happened to them. They're still living there. So then they're looking through glasses that are colored with negativity already mm-hmm. about the possibility of ever having a decent relationship no, again. Right. And they sabotage any forward sabotage, momentum. Sabotage, I they like are. that word. And yeah. they're sabotaging it because they're still dwelling in that victim cycle. And They parked and camped. They did. They just <laughs> built a concrete house right there. And we can't do that. We can't afford it. You're not right. moving forward if you're still running that cycle through. Does that mean, oh, I, can, I can't I can move forward until I, I don't feel anything about it? No. But it's not the whole of our thought. It's not right. the whole of our conversation. It's not the whole. We talk a lot on this show about changing mindsets. Yes. Okay. Can you define a mindset for our audience? It's a way of thinking. It is a, an in front way that you are seeing the world. Okay. So a person that is stuck back there. Okay, wherever there is, with the hurt, with Mm -hmm. the agony of what happened to them. Uh, Let's say they were cheated on and Mm -hmm. and lost their perfect marriage that they thought they had, which wasn't obviously if that happened, but just the same. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that person that's sitting there and, and has held that bitterness say for five years or whatever the case may be. And, and it has become like a fortress around them and inside them. How destructive is that? It is hugely destructive on so many levels, not just your mental health, but your emotional health, your relationships, your physical health, like all of it. And the longer you stay there, the more bricks you're putting up and you're like building a tunnel around yourself. I remember one day sitting right here one evening in one of our shows a couple of years ago when you said there's medical evidence to show that cancer has roots in bitterness. Absolutely. Toxic and resentment, emotions. Right? Yes, it does. There are research studies, scientific, Some people may not ones. want to hear that. Nope. Now, we're not saying every single cancer. No. We're just saying research has been proving over and over again in the last few years that there is a connection between what happens to us physically based on what has happened to us emotionally. Absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of evidence. Cardiovascular diseases, autoimmune deficiency syndromes, certain cancers, gastrointestinal issues. Like, there's a lot of evidence and you can go look on the American Medical Association like this is not like a, a voodoo science or a, right. a counseling science that's a soft science this is like hard medical evidence that shows toxic re- emotions are very much tied into those medical issues and so we don't want that for ourselves. we want to be able to heal and move forward and to do that doesn't mean you're never going to feel those negative emotions but it means we don't stay there Right. And we know where to put them when they come back to us. A mindset, a mindset that is moving forward and rebuilding after trauma takes a thought like that. Oh, I wish that had never happened. Oh, that guy. If I you know, and says, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, self. Right. You, you're not going down that that dark alley of self-destruction. I'm not going to let you. That's where we change the mindset the 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 little tape that's playing right we we're rewriting those tape well tapes are kind of obsolete but we're rewriting those tapes in our head the digital Um, footprint yeah 
when we stop that and we're like, ooh, but look where I'm at now. Oh, look what I have now. Look what mm-hmm. I've accomplished now. And trying to find where I'm at in some positive term instead of letting that negative energy just keep draining us. And the thing about moving through tra- rebuilding is where you are today, where you are next week will be different. Where yeah, you are the week exactly. after, it is a forward momentum now. Maybe slow, but you're still taking steps. You're taking steps. And and this is where faith comes in so much. And this is not a show about God, but we are both faith people, you and I both. And we know that God has helped us both through some major trauma in our lives and given us a reason to go on. And giving us peace in the midst of this. So, I mean, we're talking from personal experience here that you must realize that you have to rebuild after trauma. You cannot just stay traumatized the rest of your life. You can't. You can't afford to. You can do you it. You can do it's it. It's not living in the go-yard life, and it's really not living at all. You're just existing at that moment. But for the person who says, but you don't know how awful it was, and you and. Those kind of people will trap people at parties. They'll trap people on the phone, whatever, and want to continue to spill out. Well, because they've already ran through everyone in their life, and they've heard it so many times that they're they're needing new new ears. Right. Um, but that's not a healthy place to live and dwell. And, you know, it doesn't mean we can never bring that topic up. Sometimes I can let someone know, yeah, I've been through here too. And they're going through it. And let me show you, there is hope. Yes, there is a part yes, of that journey right. you're going to get through. And, you know, that's encouraging that we can take something really crappy that's happened and put seeds of hope in someone else. And Ooh, like, yeah, that's taking that. bad and seeing something positive. Mm, I love come that. from that. That's what this show's all about. Absolutely. We are continually week after week trying to plant those seeds of hope that life can be different and that no matter what you're struggling with like this, some type of trauma, you can overcome it. You can overcome it and you can rebuild and you can go forward and you can find happiness and contentment. It takes time though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And for the person who says, all right, you know, um, this happened to me and, and I still have bad dreams and whatever, cut yourself some slack. Okay. Get yourself some help. Yes. And work on your mindset. Yes. And be patient. Absolutely. And just because you have symptoms of that experience, some people may have some of those symptoms for a very, very long time. It doesn't mean you're not able to move forward, even when you're still maybe having those nightmares or maybe having those fear sense that just hits you all of a sudden. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? It's It's just still a symptom. Your body was still impacted pretty hard. And it's okay. Take some deep breaths and tell yourself it's going to be okay. Breathing is important, actually. It is. We have to do it to live. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> but I just I taught mean, a whole 12-hour class on a mindful did. breathing in the last two yeah, days. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah. And it's a great coping skill, especially for Taking stress. deep breaths. When we use that statement, a lot of people think that's just like, ah, eh, just take a deep breath. No. You're talking about take a deep breath. Yeah. Take a bunch of them. Take a few minutes out. Get some oxygen going in there, right? Think about just breathing. Hmm. It takes your mind off that negative energy for a few minutes and gives your brain a break. There you go. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And I knew you could complete that sentence. And that's what we have to keep in the forefront of our brain. That was actually a line that I had written. And, and when I was going through difficult times in my own life, I wrote, I used to put stickies all over my mirror because I was there every day doing my hair. And I read those stickies and that was one of my stickies because in the moment it felt like this is never going to be different. Right. But the truth of it, every day was a little different than the day before. Right. And there's during that day, there's little glimmers of hope that things are going to be better. Or you just find yourself feeling a little more uh joyful or a little less depressed yeah and you or you could find i i can laugh at that or i can enjoy that today and and it does it's not like you're just gonna wake up one day and be like i am rebuilding and i am only gonna have happy feelings from this point forward it doesn't doesn't work that work that that way you'll have some bad feelings but you'll be able to recognize yeah that's a bad feeling and it's okay what can i do today to go forward how about the whole concept that i know you've talked about and thought about a lot um, of of looking to, down the future somewhere and seeing w- what you want 
yourself to be like. Absolutely. And that's part of your rebuilding plan is where am I wanting to rebuild to? What do I want this to look like at the end right. of this road or further down this Financial road? people when we're young tell us to sit down with them and plan for when you're 70 or mm-hmm. 80 or whatever. And that's a, on a financial scale. But we're talking today on an emotional Absolutely. Track, right? Where do I want to be? I want to be able to think about that event and not feel so angry or not feel all these intense feelings. Mm-hmm. Or I want to be able to whatever have a relationship with a, a person that loves me as much, you know, reciprocates love and it's healthy. Right. Whatever that rebuilding. But think about where do you want to go? Because we don't have a map. We're not going to get there. Right. And so often we can help others with that event that we went through. And when we recount it, say, a period of time later, and we've really been working on on rebuilding here, uh, it doesn't cause as much pain, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make us cry no. when we talk about it. It just it becomes an event. It's an event. I have experienced that. So I know what I'm talking about here, and I know you have too, that we can talk about that situation. Here's what happened. Yeah, it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not nice. It was It was very painful. And this was the outcome, divorce or whatever the case may be. But I don't cry about it anymore. Absolutely. And that's where we're trying. That's where we go. That's the healing process of looking back. Yes, there's my scars from those surgeries. But I don't feel that pain anymore. It's I'm tougher. I've grown through that. And look, there's some good stuff that I've found through that journey. You know, and it's funny, like when I was in the middle of some of the most tunneled part of my life where everything just felt like it was falling to pieces and it looked like it I sat down and made my journey plan where do I want to go and I set in to go to become a doctor and to publish and to do all these things that my life had no idea of looking like at that moment and I'm sure I was outside of my mind but seriously I and that was my journey plan and I made my journey plan Mm -hmm. and then what happened to put me on that journey wasn't as important anymore as I got a journey and I'm going forward hmm so important. It is. When the trauma happens, there's got to be a plan that evolves. It may not happen right at that moment. When I was 12 years old, I was climbing a tree in Guatemala where we lived. My parents were missionaries. Very early in the morning, I camp out, and I got an appendicitis up in the tree. Long story short, it was on a Saturday morning, and doctors in that town were inebriated all weekend. So I was packed in ice, and, and it's a long story, and it's it's kind of a traumatic story in some ways but four days later I finally had surgery in Guatemala City after a plane was uh, arrived to take me there and so forth in the meantime there was a planning for the operation keep her in ice keep her down you know keep the fever down do all these things that preparation and then eventually the surgery happened the pain left but I still have a scar right I've always had the scar always will have the scar but I, I would rather have the scar and to have died of the append- appendicitis attack core back then, right? Uh, yes. So so often we're going to survive. My point here is, just telling you my personal history here, we're going to survive this trauma. We're going to get through it. We may not think so at the time. We may feel like it's not going to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die here or I'm going to emotionally disintegrate here or I'm going to go stark raven mad and hurt somebody here. You know, keep the butcher knives away, you know, that kind of stuff. But we do get through these because generally speaking, people can become resilient and they can overcome. Well, and that's how you build resilience is by facing adversity and getting through. Right. right. And and you can't have resilience if you don't have adversity. And so adversity is good. There is good components (laughs) to adversity. I mean, nobody is like, oh, I want to wake up and have a trauma today. But if we have those experiences, we can get through it. We can overcome it. We can even become better in that process than we were before that. Well, because that happened to me and I have my appendix in a little jar in my office up on a top shelf. Now I know what my children and grandchildren will all be fighting for when I die. <laughs> Everybody's going to want to be the the owner of, of Nana Florida's appendix. But, you know, there it, there's residual is my point. Absolutely. There's residual, some, t- some bad. And some good. Okay? Yep. 
Okay, and how we look at it and whether we take that trauma and the stuff that's happened and turn it into something good is up to us, isn't it, Doctor? That's our control and that's our power and that's what wow. we have in that moment. And what are we going to do with this? Now, it, we can't change that it happened. We don't have time machines. We're not going back and, and turning the clock. But what do we do with it now that we have it? And that's a big choice to make. And I'll tell yeah. you what, all too often people make that choice of, Park in their camper yes. and, and tent, you know, living and dwelling and victim mentality and negative feelings and emotions. Yes. And yes. we can't afford to do that if you want to live go yard life. You know, uh, it, let's say the person loses somebody dear to them, a spouse, and they die. And a, a, a picture comes on TV and they're reminded and they get tears in their eyes. There's nothing wrong with that. No. That but, was a, a, a display of the feeling and connection you had. And yes. maybe it gave you just a tinge of what you had when they were still here. And you remembered that love and how you felt. So these traumas, losing somebody, happened to my sister last fall, lost her husband. We didn't expect him to go when he did. And it it was traumatic for all of us, mm -hmm. you know, and talking about him or listening to the music he liked and all of those things, seeing his pictures at the beach and all of that stuff was hard for a lot of us and still is for us. Mm -hmm. But there has to come a time where we talk about the good things and we we quit making it about my own grief, right? Absolutely. And there's times where we need to, you know, start and through the healing process, we shift that focus to only remembering the negative part to starting to see those little nuggets of the positive yes. moments and yes. that, you know, and yeah, it can be hard and some traumas can make it even more challenging. But as we're rebuilding, we need to know where it is I want to go, make right. that roadmap and then allow lots of patience because as you're rebuilding, <laughs> yeah, there's a grieving process because is. rebuilding isn't going to necessarily look like what you left behind. Right. Different doesn't make it wrong. It just means it's different. And so you're going to have those moments where you're like, oh, but I used to. Okay. It's okay to feel that and then move on. Right. Um, so let yourself do that, but have backup plans. You know, life doesn't always work like our roadmap. So what are some contingencies that you want to get forward? Maybe, you know, it's a time to switch your career or reinvent yourself a little bit. Exactly. Sometimes traumas open those doors really big for us and an opportunity to kind of reinvent ourselves when we never thought we were going to have that opportunity exactly. in life and, and find where's my opportunity in this. Right, right. Happened to to a good friend of mine a couple of years ago in a job that she really did not like very well. And it was just like very demanding corporate type stuff and pressure. And she had an opportunity to retire younger. They gave her some type of an offer and she took it. And now she is doing her passion woodworking and enjoying it and selling these little things that are so cool at art shows and whatever. And now really enjoying each day. You know, so sometimes the changes that happen that take us from that routine we got so used to, always getting in the car, driving to Tampa to work, whatever the case may be, that's gone. Right. But now you get to sleep in a little and you can go out and work and do what you want to do, you know? Absolutely. And, and inside every, every trauma, there are opportunities. Right. And they may be really hard to find. And you're not going to find it while you're in the pain. You need to have some time and some distance and get some perspective. And sometimes people can help you find those opportunities. Sometimes we need some of people that we trust in sight, which is why it's really important to be careful who we're, you know, yeah, aligning with, with and yes, hanging out with. Yes. Because if you're hanging out with negative people, you're going to feel negative. If you're hanging out with positive people, you're going to feel positive. And don't you think it's important to have supporters in your life that will pull you back from the edge of the of the cliff when you're about to? To go into a huge pity party? You do. You need the people willing to challenge you. The Nobody people... likes to come to those pity parties. No, they no. don't. I mean, they're, it's just very, very poorly attended. They are. And you need those people that can say, hey, you're on a, you're kind of going down a path. Let's, let's change direction here. That try, love you enough to let you know, I don't want to see you go on this. Mm -hmm. You don't want to just surround yourself with yay sayers around you that let you do whatever you're doing. You really want people who are positive focus, but will challenge you when they see you kind of hitting to a pity party. Woo, we've got about two more minutes. So uh, this has been an amazing series. I think this is the last show in this series. We're going to do something new starting next week. But I want you to be able just to, you know, pontificate for a moment, doctor, and what the things you would really want our audience to remember. Well, rebuilding 
after any negative experience is is going to take time. Let's take away the judgments. Don't sit and condemn yourself. Don't sit and judge yourself. Let yourself feel what you feel. Identify what you feel. It's okay to feel that way. Give yourself permission. Mm-hmm. And then start moving forward. What does right. forward look like? And, and journaling or logging in that journey, you'll see those little steps make a whole bunch of big ones in, mm-hmm. in a short amount of time. And sometimes it's hard to get that perspective. And sometimes we need people to help us see that. But make that plan. Where do you want to go? What does rebuilding look like? And how do I start making that happen for me? Wow. Yes. I, you just mentioned the word journaling, one of my favorite words and one of my favorite things to do. How important is that for our audience? Journaling can be an amazing tool. If you are a journaler, it's a great tool. If you are not a journaler, it's not a good tool. So okay. it depends on who you are. But if you're a person that likes record keeping, that can really show you if you even week to week, like, oh my gosh, I don't think like that today. And I thought of like that last yeah, week. Isn't and that great? You'll start to see mindset changes and right. you know, negative thoughts become more neutral and then more positive thoughts. And you'll see that journey of change. There is life after trauma. There's absolute life after trauma. I've often said to people, there's life after divorce. Mm-hmm. There's life after really negative, awful things that happen to us sometimes in life. We can rebuild. We can recover. Yes, we can if we choose to, but it is our choice. Don't you think it's all our choice? That's where your power lies. So you can give your power away to that trauma or that bad experience and let that experience take your power for the rest of your life. Or you can say, you know what? It got enough. I'm taking back my power and I'm moving forward. Exactly. And that's what's so important, because as we say, you know, this is my first day of the rest of my life type concept, right? You sure is. We got to get out of here, Pete. Oh, my gosh. Look at the time. I can't believe it. He's in here eating a meal in there in the control room. We're we're, (laughs) working away on here. We're so glad you joined us tonight on Go Yard. You can hear this show again at noon on Saturday and Sunday on StarcomRadioNetwork.com in 50, 60 cities across the United States and eight countries. You can hear it at noon, Saturday and Sunday, every week, a repeat of this show. And we want to hear from you, goyard2014 at gmail.com, 727-888-4171 is our text. We hope to see you next week. This has been Dr. Angel and Mama Mac bringing you Go Yard. See ya. Have a good week. Good night. I got a new lease on life. This is-